0: listeners and welcome to yet another episode of edgeguard podcast a podcast for take a closer look at games on the fringe my name is jordan i am one of your two co-hosts i'm joined as always by my uh, co-host other co-host and good friend uh blake hey hello jordan good morning uh yes good morning we're uh doing a morning recording not that this is relevant to you the listener Mm because it's released at the same time regardless but um uh, yeah, so today we're talking about a game by the name of Bloodborne. <laughs> Wait, what? You say Bloodborne? Yeah, we just That's Bloodborne. not an indie game? That's a mainstream game. Uh well, as a matter of fact, we played The Bloodborne D-make, also known as Bloodborne PSX, which is um uh, by Lilith Walter. Um and what uh she has done is um basically remade the first uh, few hours of bloodborne in the uh, graphical and mechanical style of a playstation one game so a d make haha uh-huh, because you're going backwards right um <laughs> and uh you're remaking yeah. it but also d making it I, I you're I mean, also I unmaking it d making is a funny name because it sounds like uh, yeah, like I'm unmaking, I'm uncreating I'm take- something, I'm taking it apart. <laughs> yeah. Which actually I now I'm kind of like, I want to see a make where someone is like, I have uh, the game and I'm just stripping L- like mechanics and art assets out of it and you know, yeah. making it fucked up. Yeah. And Cause this, this really isn't unmaking something. It's uh remaking putting it a twist on. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, it, you know, we'll have a lot to say about it, but first thing I want to just say is Wow, this yeah. was a this was a fairly impressive and involved undertaking. like this feels I feel like they captured the um uh the kind of feel of a PlayStation one game pretty well. and also it's just very fully realized like this is a it's kind of uh, wild <laughs> like i I should have I should have gone back and played some um some actual bloodborne to compare. But it's a surprisingly thorough recreation of the first couple hours of Bloodborne. Like it, 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 it doesn't feel like oh, I'm playing like mini Bloodborne. It, no, it feels like. I'm playing a soul. Like, it has that thing of like early in a souls game when you get your ass kicked a lot and you're like, damn, like, this game is kind of hard. I like, there's just a random rat killed me like five times. Uh, because it, I mean, it basically is Bloodborne, but yeah, it, totally. Uh, you know. i think the thing that's interesting about this which i don't know do do we want to get straight into it anything else we need to do to introduce this game or or should we just jump Um, right in well maybe okay just say how much of it is so basically what this is is um and it's not quite like uh scene for scene remake but it is very close there's a few i was looking into it maybe we can talk about a little Mm -hmm. later but a few things were changed um and, um, it is only the first, basically the first two bosses. So if you've played, um, if you've played, uh, Bloodborne, you you can fight the Cleric Beast and Father Gascoigne, Um, and then that, at that point, um, it, it ends. Right. But, um, yeah, it is, uh, other than that, it is pretty close to exactly, uh, Bloodborne. The same, you know The units all look different, but you typically fight the same units in the same place in the same quantity. Right. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, and I mean, it even has like <laughs> voice lines and audio from the actual game, yeah, uh, which is <laughs> the you plague ridden rat, like that one. Uh, that's yeah, one dude, of the ones that have burned into my brain from actually playing whenever he screams it. At- yeah um <laughs> uh, and then but and the music also i think is the boss music but i correct me if i'm wrong it almost seems like they uh they like gave it a playstation one spin like the, i'm pretty sure this game has i think it's original music i know at the very oh, least is it okay i think uh there's a person who it, it's either and i i'm not familiar enough with the music of bloodborne i'm uh, you know, this is one, it, oddly enough, I love the Souls games deeply. And I usually love, like, care a lot about music and games. The Souls games, I've never really jived with the orchestral uh, the orchestral style of the FromSoft games. Uh, it's just never been my jam. But, um, <clears throat> yes, this is a very, like, PS1-styled soundtrack where it's cd quality audio which was like a huge thing about the playstation Uh one is it was like the first (laughs) console that could have cd quality audio um but it's you know made with a lot of uh sort of like workstation synthesizers of the time like i don't know like the Korg m1 Mm. or the triton or something um that can play a lot of uh you know synth sounds that are you know um well, if you're, if we want to get real into like music technology, it's what you'd call like a, a, a Brompler probably, which is where it, um, <clears throat> uses samples of actual instruments and sort of places them on the keyboard. So it sounds more realistic than like synthesized versions of instruments. Um, but it still has a very like specific sound. Um, and, uh, anyway, that's uh, getting a little into the weeds, but you know me. Uh, so <laughs> it does have, it does have music, made in that style that certainly sounds similar to the bloodborne music whether or well, not it's so like direct i did, covers i did I, just I'm check sure. um so i the reason i so i never played bloodborne right. so i don't have the like the the personal memory of these songs or scenes um but the, when we were playing dungeons and dragons not but a few days ago um there was a song playing that i was like where have i heard this before and i looked uh-huh. on spotify and it was the battle song from the cleric beast fight oh really I was, like, I was like oh i have heard this before and so I, I re-listened to it just now and it is um i think just a section like the theme part of the cleric beast fight this game did use for the cleric okay. beast but but has been <clears throat> you know as you say since synth- it sounds more synthesizery. Yeah, um, it's 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 been more electronic sounding. It has also been d de- d de- made, right? Like down into exactly, yeah. PlayStation One sort of style. Um which is I mean, I think I think that speaks to one of the things I found most surprising about this game, which is that it's not just like we did a graphical pass on Bloodborne and kind of like laid stuff out the same way. It, it's It's commitment to the PlayStation oneness, uh, goes so, so deep. And like, there's a bunch of different, the uh, interface dude is the one where I was really like, wow, this is PlayStation one. Well, and I don't know how much time you spent looking in the settings, but there are a little at the end. There are tons of settings to control like how PlayStation one it is. Um, but there, there are certain things that go super deep. So I think, I think for me, like the, 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 the deepest thing is that it is, um, the control scheme, uh, is committed to the original yeah, D pad. Yeah. Yeah. The original, <laughs> well, not even that the original PlayStation one controller that didn't have any control sticks. It only had the yeah, D pad. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you, you not only have to move using the D pad, but you also have to like look left and right using the triggers, The triggers, <laughs> dude, that was messed up. Although I was impressed at how much I was able to, uh, get used to it because I, at right. the very beginning I was like, Hmm, this will be unplayable because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little further in, I was like, okay. Although I did end up just using the uh, lock on button to face forward most yeah. often, yeah, yeah, I did than that a actually, lot too. Actually, spinning the camera, the the <laughs> the the spin on the triggers is a little bit slow for how fast you want to be like whipping around, uh, yeah. In this game, but it, it, I think the thing that's great about that is it does feel true to life, and that in this era of video games, uh, a lot of sort of rules of how uh, games work in a three D uh, polygonal space, like had not been codified yet. Like the move with the left stick look with the right stick was still not something that had been, uh, you know, it hadn't been standardized, right? So, yeah, so, uh, I, I have certainly played some older games where they have some rudimentary camera, (laughs) camera look. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's frustrating and it's, it's funny because it, it kind of reminds me of watching, um, someone who doesn't play very many video games play like a modern game where you or I would be able to like for example actual Bloodborne you know you or I would be able yeah, to pick it sure. up and move and look around and be like ah yeah I'm, I'm comfortable doing this but yeah and then me playing this I feel like if I were to watch like for example my girlfriend who doesn't play a ton of games you know watching her try and play a game where you have to move and look at the same time it's kind of like it's a little bit difficult for her because she doesn't have that like yeah. you know it's muscle memory and, yeah. and you know for the first maybe 40 minutes or an hour of playing this game i felt very much like that where i'm like how do i look around again like i have to stop and <laughs> think about how to do something i can't I, I i had a hard time doing two things at once um which yeah, i thought it's totally. kind of cool it's pretty pretty hard to to get that kind of feeling uh yeah uh so you that know, actually when you play as many games as i do <laughs> that actually is a decent uh segue to the thing i wanted to say about kind of one of the big differences uh, for me between this and you know a modern souls like mm. um is uh the the sort of like you know dark soulsy fear of what's around the corner uh-huh. i feel like the playstation format makes it so much more intense <laughs> sure um, because both because of you know moving the camera around like anytime i heard something scream at me like scream you play grid and rat i would like rat (laughs) i'd be like oh fuck where the hell is it and then uh you know i have to move my camera around but i can't move it around fast enough so it'd like attack you on the side and you didn't see it coming and then also just things are just kind of darker and like harder to make out visually right and uh man does that really make it more more frightening and alarming well that's another like choice right is that it's like okay on the playstation one draw distance uh so you know like how far away from the character things could be drawn uh you know way shorter so a lot of games used i mean this is more uh prominent on like the nintendo 64 or something where the draw (laughs) distance was like really limited where there's like a fog or a blackness, but I think, I think it amplifies the, the, the scariness factor in two ways. First is that you just can't see very far in front of you. And second that, it's just the game is just generally way darker and it just, uh, it just feels more scary. It, and, and and I think even um, the sky, I really noticed, like I watched some videos of the actual bloodborne since I haven't played it, but the fact that in this one, the entire like world outside the city is just like, either literally black or like very dark and foggy um, does just lend the whole thing. Just this almost like oppressive feeling like you're in some nightmare or cave or something. Right. Um, Whereas in the actual Bloodborne, you know, it feels like, you know, the sky is lit and the whole thing is actually just kind of more sunny looking yeah there's Um, a lot of moonlight it's 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 all lit by the moon but it's a bright moon you know it's supposed to be a full moon it's kind of like part of the the story the moon is very important in actual bloodborne Mm, Um, that makes sense given the werewolves yeah i mean and uh, this is just a fun little note but um you know in like dark souls how as you get later in the game like the sort of time of day of certain areas will change it'll kind of change the way things look that's a thing that happens in dark souls right maybe not in bloodborne mm. as you're progressing through the game the moon is getting lower and lower in the sky and it gets like more and more red oh, becoming like a blood moon yeah it's pretty cool Wait, is it i'm looking at a cliff of bloodborne right now is it not daytime this looks like no or is the moon just crazy bright it's a really bright moon i'm pretty sure all of all of bloodborne takes place at nighttime in oh, one night time i believe huh i think so I'm, I'm pretty sure it, listen it's been a few years since i played that game and i only played it once so i i don't gotcha. i don't remember but i'm pretty sure it's nighttime yeah this has convinced me to finally go play it so it might be like it might be like dusk at the start of the it, game it looks at this okay this is the very beginning i'm looking at it does look like it could be dusk yeah i think it. i think that that's the idea is that like night is just starting to fall and then it gets darker mm. and darker throughout the throughout the game and more bizarre looking but Um, but yeah, to kind of like go back to the Bloodborne PSX, it's like, yeah, it's amazing how much scary it is. Cause like, I don't really think of Bloodborne as a scary game. Like it's kind of, obviously the aesthetics are like creepy and more horror focused than like Dark Souls. But Mm -hmm. I think partially because the moon is so bright, like it doesn't feel like a game that's about being scary. Like it's scary Mm -hmm. in the way all Souls games are scary that like the world is very violent and uh, it can kill you at any moment, but there's not, it doesn't have the same sense of like tension or dread that you might have um, in like a more traditional horror game, which like this version, it was reminding me of a lot was resident evil. The early games totally really gave me that vibe also because being it being difficult to move the camera is an aspect of the horror in those games too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in those in the first two, you can't move the camera at all. The camera is where the camera is and you just have <laughs> to deal with it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just cool, man. And, and uh, we haven't talked about it at all yet, but the, um, there are also a ton of, uh, graphics options. I mean, outside of just the mm-hmm. game looking, which I did not realize until I was almost done. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> I I, I don't like... know how you can, uh, as a, as a frame rate sensitive person, I loaded it up and I was like, oh no, because the frame rate is locked at like 20 frames per second. Oh, no, that's uh, and funny. And they do a bunch of graphical effects to make it look like a CRT, which I feel like are usually pretty hit or miss, but I ended up leaving them on. I'm by no means like a, a CRT purist or anything, but um, <laughs> I thought they looked good. I mean, there are people, people that are. They're like, turn off yeah. any of CRT effects because they're bullshit and they don't look right. But um, I, I overall... Uh, I, I appreciate the commitment of of like saying like, hey, yeah, we're gonna lock the frame rate. Hey, we're gonna include. I don't know if you notice this. There's artificial load times. Like <laughs> they make the load times longer oh, to make it feel more like you're loading off a of PlayStation. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't know those were artificial, but it makes sense. I mean, the other thing is, I they do, I think, because I don't think this is in Bloodborne, but just the number of uh like loading screens like the amount of the world that requires a loading screen to access that I could tell that was artificial. I was like, come on. There's like, no way. I was just, I just loaded. I have to load again. Dude, if you, if you turn off the setting in the menu, cause you saw like the loading screen where it says like now loading that will never show up. If you, if you have that (gasps) setting turned off, that's just totally faked. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I had no idea. That's incredible. Um, So wait, wait, does that mean? I, another thing that was annoying me is every time you hit a load screen uh all units respawn they do still all respond it they still do does so the spawn. like it okay. still does like the fade to black and fade back out um like it still is like oh okay. you're, we had to load a new area but there's not a thing a spinner which says like now loading because it, you know it's a modern game and i believe it's made in unreal engine 4 so it loads extremely quickly because it's all you know super primitive uh uh graphics um but yeah just like there's so many little touches that uh express a much deeper commitment to like the uh, not just the aesthetics of i mean i guess also the, i mean i guess technically these are the the aesthetics but the aesthetics more than just like visually what it looks like you know what i mean like the mm. uh the aesthetics of like how stuff works and how i don't know i don't know exactly how to express it but it's just a it's a much deeper commitment than i anticipated um yeah and i think it's totally s- just super duper well done yeah i mean it is i was kind of like i definitely had a moment of being like kind of shocked part way through it of just being like wow one person just like made this They just yeah. made a, a plausible playstation one game like right wow <laughs> right and I, 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 I'm sure she, there's like some, uh, other developers that helped working on it, but I mean, she did it all by herself for the most part. And I believe it took her a year or around a year, a little yeah. bit more. And she also has a full-time job as a game developer, as a game like, developer. outside of like, this, like, what, like, the, what the hell, hell man, uh, crazy town. Yeah, just uh pretty pretty incredible uh, achievement. And and I I could be wrong, but I believe the the scope of the project grew um because she posted some uh I believe this is how I saw of it at first. She she was she would be tweeting out videos of like here's the cutscene remade on uh like sort of Bloodborne PSX and I actually, my understanding of it was that, um, and this is in, incorrect, I believe, was that it was just um, a, a video mock up. Cause I, I'm not sure if you are aware of um, this person online that's called 98D Make, no. where their whole thing is that they make these like little video mock ups that are, you know, they're usually like two or three minutes of it's like a person. Uh, it usually looks like it's filmed it has like you know uh, effects to be looked like it's filmed on like a, a a home camcorder from the late 90s of uh and they'll they'll make like a a a, a case for a game so i re- the first one i remember seeing apparently it was posted four years ago was dark souls so it's like a person with uh with like a a mock-up of a dark what dark souls might have looked like if it was a PlayStation game. So it's got this kind of like different art. It's all designed to look like it's on a PlayStation, it's a PlayStation 1 game. And then it loads up and it just has these kind of like this short video of like, oh, what might Dark Souls look like if it were a PlayStation 1 game. Um and so when I first saw video or like footage of Bloodborne PSX, I thought it was just one of those videos. <laughs> and mm. then it wasn't until I um, went and followed the creator that i realized like oh she's just building like a whole game in here, <laughs> like uh and it, i i think it's cool because i think those 98d make videos they're kind of fun to see if you go watch them but um they're a little uh, uh maybe this is not a, the most generous way to describe it, but they're a little shallow you know they're a little bit like it doesn't look like a real game they're not they're not i think i don't know if yeah, they're very, built in a game you know, very engine. simple yeah, yeah, they're very simple, and the way they're animated, like it doesn't look like a game that someone's playing. It looks like a little video somebody made. Uh, mm. Whereas Bloodborne PSX obviously is a fully functioning game, um, and yeah, it's just it's just kind of amazing that someone <laughs> could make this. Also, kind of amazing that it continues to be online and available. I know. Um, I w- that was my first thought. I was like, I. I could totally see this getting taken down. Like, right, I'm surprised right. it hasn't been. Yeah, and the thing <laughs> I think the thing that's amazing is like when we first committed to playing this, I didn't realize how popular it was going to be. But this game has, I mean, hundreds yeah, of thousands got, of people. I think have played it. Is what she she tweeted recently. Wow. It's, yeah, and it was like it got covered by like IGN and Polygon. I think it's just like, oh my god, a lot of people have. <laughs> <laughs> Here's have my theory. I up. think I think that FromSoft decided to leave it up because Elden Ring is releasing in uh, two weeks. And so they were like, I'll take the free publicity. Well, my real- my real thing is that uh, I'm surprised Sony, because Sony owns the license for Bloodborne. It's a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, I'm surprised yeah. Sony hasn't done anything, but I guess, I don't know. They're not as litigious as Nintendo. If if this was a Nintendo property, this shit Down, would have been gone odd-y. months ago. You know, before it even <laughs> got to completion, it would have been nipped in the bud. They would have got yeah. a cease and desist. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it's able to stay up. Firstly, because if you are a PC gamer exclusively, this is your only way way to experience bloodborne because they won't fucking put it out uh, on anything other than the PlayStation four. But yeah, it's also just like, I don't know, a, a fully playable remake of the, you know, first chunk of your game. But I think it's clearly done with love. I mean, it'd be kind of hard not to be something it's, it's, it's clearly not just trying to like capitalize on, uh, you know, being like, here, I'm gonna give you Bloodborne for free, like it's clearly n- n- come coming from a place of love. Um, yeah, totally, and 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 care. Um, yeah, and I don't know, uh, this maybe is not true, but it almost feels like there's enough uh, creative originality here that it could qualify for uh the a free fair use, use the the, tran- yeah. the transformative uh prerequisite for being considered sure. fair use might maybe this would fulfill fulfill it i generally genuinely don't know yeah I'd, i don't know either i mean may, maybe probably i mean it's it is pretty different and they're all they're all i mean i was going to say all the assets are handmade but i guess the the um sound effects we already covered uh definitely yeah. seem to be the one of the few things that's actually ripped directly from although uh, you know it's been slightly you know yeah it's been it's been crunched down to a little uh, bit but yeah it is the same yeah um, it's, oh go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so i was gonna say so what else um i was just thinking about like what else uh you know changes about these games when you uh, about the experience of playing them when you're uh suddenly in the world of playstation one i feel like another thing i noticed is uh the the um combat um feel you know it feels much more like sticky and um mm. and the i i did notice a few times the um the <laughs> the enemy ai was sometimes uh it was easy yeah. to che- cheese them into a uh, slowly turning right uh, getting hit and then slowly turning again right um, although that i feel like that's also pretty true of that's actual... sometimes true in dark souls that is a good point uh, uh, yeah I, w- I will say uh, the the one place that felt most glaring to me is with like uh boss fights. Um, yeah, which I mean, th- again, the fact that it has boss fights in there, cause like boss fights are not simple to implement. No, like that's God a no. lot of, I mean, even, uh, more than just like a standard enemy. That's a lot of, especially like a Souls style boss fight where it's got to be really tuned to be like fair, you know, where it's got the thing where, you know, yeah, the yeah. windows of dodging and the the pattern of the attacks have to come out in a way where the player can can read them and react to them. Um, and, yeah. and I was surprised how well they worked. But I will say that the, I only did the Cleric Beast fight. Um, beat it on my first try. Thank you very much. It uh, oh, took you. me two. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I was going to tell you why it took me two. Okay. So I um, got hit by it. And I flew way into the air above the battlefield, and you just um, fell and off then I fell straight back down and died from fall damage. Incredible. So I am pretty sure that was a bug because I, I at first I thought it was a throw attack, and it Ooh. had grabbed me I and threw me. I do think it has a throw attack. Oh, okay. Because I was looking and I didn't see. Okay, maybe that is what it is, but I didn't find a video of a uh, throw where someone got thrown as high as I did, but maybe hmm. it, I did get hit with a throw attack, but the bug was just the amount I went up. I don't know, <laughs> but I, yeah, had full, I had full health and died. So I was very annoyed. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't speak for certain on that one. Again, I haven't played, <laughs> I haven't played Bloodborne in, <laughs> in a while. four years or something. I don't know how long it's been a while. Um, um, but yeah, I did. I really liked the, the, that boss fight. I thought it was fun. And the, um, I really like the design of the cleric beast model. Yeah. I thought it looked. Yeah. Cool. It's I I mean, I think we've kind of like glossed over just how good the, the like PlayStation one approximation of the visuals of bloodborne is uh, because it's the thing that's most apparent when you look at it, that it's like, wow, this is it both is very recognizable as bloodborne, but also feels like it doesn't just feel like here's bloodborne, but on a PlayStation one, it feels like if that aesthetic style had been executed on in the era of a PlayStation one, you know what I mean? everyone's joking like, wow, I'm so glad this game finally got remade for PlayStation (laughs) four. Right. I I loved playing this game as a kid. (laughs) Right. Because it feels like, you know, I don't know how to describe this exactly, but it, it feels like the same style, but executed in a different time rather than just, Here's uh here's me remaking like a low poly version of this game that already exists. Um it looks I mean I don't know. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is like the the FromSoft games, I think a big part of their identity is the way creatures and characters in the game look and the way they move and to retain that in the process of like, you know, changing yeah totally the aesthetic and like the fidelity of everything to be able to still have things be recognizable as like oh those are the guys with the guns that hang out back there and shoot you and here's the guy with like the (laughs) weird long beard hairy face who uh scream like an animal when you kill them like it's just it's it's just amazing it's just so i I was really impressed with the werewolves i thought that they um yeah they uh i thought that the the way they were rendered in the sort of polygonal uh-huh. uh style was really well done like it there's something about the like a well-done polygonal model that it's like it uses the the limitations right of uh, to its advantage and i feel like uh she really leaned into like making the pointiness um, yes. of a yeah. polygonal shape like feel kind of menacing like it has kind of weirdly proportioned arms and really sharp nails in a way yeah, that, the claws yeah, just, are are very scary <laughs> it, it like looks freaky it's like oh god this thing's gonna kill me <laughs> yeah yeah and so that, i was Those, crows, impressed those oh those my god crows. those cr- fucking crows the sound they make is terrifying although dude, that is part of the th- that it comes straight game. from og bloodborne those yes crows i, are I had up. to look that up i was like are these in the real game yes yeah dude <laughs> and you just see them like crawling around the ground you're like oh look at that shitty little bird i'm probably just gonna walk up and kill her fast and <laughs> it's <like>, flying <laughs> through the air like oh my god what the fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah that's classic dark souls this thing that's lying limp on the ground suddenly starts uh-huh. screaming at you <laughs> yeah yeah although one thing i will say uh is that in actual Bloodborne, it's a lot easier to not realize there's a crow there because they kind of like lay flat on the ground and they kind of blend in with everything. Mm. Whereas in this game, because there's just a little bit less going on visually, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, there are those right. crows right there. Oh, Although right. There was, there was absolutely sense. one time where I ran up and there were just two of them and I... Luckily, because of the more simplified AI, they didn't see me because I was still technically behind both of them and like at the angle uh. that they had like aggroed. But I like walked, I was basically stepping on them and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> crisis averted. I got to, I got to kill these guys. But um, yeah, just so well done. I can't, I can't really <laughs> express enough that uh, it's. I didn't really have super high expectations of this. I thought it would be interesting to be like, Oh, it's a deep make. Let's see how it does. And it it totally blew my expectations out of the water. I think, uh, just, I don't know. We've talked about a lot, but just like the, the completeness of the execution on the concept is, is there. It's a, it's kind of amazing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. It made me want to go back and play some of, uh, well, it's pretty previous games. I know she has like a, a totally original game that came out like 2 years ago, I want to say. It's called Arcus Ar- Arsis Arcus. I'm kind of curious to go play that. It also has I guess it's not quite a PlayStation Oh yeah, style. I saw a trailer for this actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I think it came out in like um huh. Oh, 2020. So, yeah, I I definitely am curious about checking that out and seeing what she can do in an original game and like not to mention that that that's also something she did in her free time and also her full-time job is i'd like to turn around on these like 2020 2022 two separate games while working a full-time job during a pandemic what the crap i don't know man (laughs) i don't know i don't know how you do that (laughs) i don't that's what i do all you do is make make games i guess all i Um, do is make 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 no matter what i guess so (laughs) <laughs> um do you have any any other comments notes about um, Bloodborne PSX? well i, I just wanted awesome to line. share one other funny moment i had which was um so i got lost a fair bit in this game yeah um that's actually and- that's actually a great point uh I, it was what's the something i was going to say is that uh it's the, even the limited easier to draw get lost. Yeah, the limited yeah. draw distance really makes it easy to be like, wait, what direction am I and, facing? And and it's why it's the only reason I was annoyed by characters respawning not because i had to fight them again but because it made it harder to tell if i had been somewhere before <laughs> sure sure and also it's easier to like accidentally walk backward into oh a my place God. you've already been and then it's like oh there are enemies here so i should fight them and and really easy to not realize that the hallway you're about to go down to is a loading hallway yep and so yep. if i had known that i would not have gone down that hallway yep yep but you know i got it i worked it out eventually but um so I got lost after being the cleric beast. I couldn't I didn't realize that there was a hallway in the sewers. I hadn't gone down, so I had to look up where to go. And so I watched a video of someone playing uh, playing this and uh, they get to this, the part of the sewers I didn't go. I was like, oh, OK, that's where I need to go. And then shortly after they get there, the uh, poison bar starts ticking up. Uh-huh. And I was just like, nope, no, nah, I'm not going to. I didn't know there was anywhere in here that had poison yeah it does that when you go down to the lower part of the sewers i was like um, no i'm not gonna do some fucking blight town ass shit right now uh-huh uh <laughs> not in the mood don't <laughs> yeah. have any uh of the the poison stuff either i'll probably go back and do it but um dude did but, you yeah s- sorry it's sort dark of a, souls. well speaking of classic dark souls did you see the the recent interview with miyazaki where he talks about poison swamps Oh, no, I didn't. What did he say? <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. Is like someone in an interview like jokingly asks him if there's a poison swamp in the game, and he's like, yes, he's like i i I don't know. He's like, people must hate me, but I love misery. I can't help myself. I must put in a poison swamp or something like <laughs> I can't um, help myself <laughs> here. Let me see if I can find the quote. Well, that seems very on brand given the games he's made that I've played. It sounds like that is uh exactly right. <laughs> right right let me let's see if i can find the quote um in terms of how the player feels when they encounter that area it's a very different story uh when making the game i rediscovered my love for making poison swamps. i know how people (laughs) feel about them but you know suddenly i realize i'm in the middle of making one and i just can't help myself it just happens I just, okay I love that because it's like the implication is he doesn't even set out to make a poison swamp right he's just like going about his business designing uh-huh. a game and he's like oh shit this is a poison swamp I didn't even he's realize like, so you're in this so you're in this area okay and it's really fucked up okay okay so then so then there's like this certain area where if you walk in there then you're gonna start building up something that will slowly kill you over time and it's like that you'd realize that's a poison swamp he's like well no it's not poison though it's it's uh uh death tinge it, it, it's for the death tinge <laughs> Death tinge. uh what's death tinge well if you let it build up it'll slowly damage you over time until you die that's just poison <laughs> oh my god yeah. miyazaki we love, love you we gotta love you we gotta love you uh i wonder i wonder if he's aware of uh bloodborne psx i mean he's probably hopefully well not hopefully i mean i assume all his energy is uh working on finishing elden ring because it comes out i mean by the time they hear this podcast i think it'll be out
1: oh yeah i mean true? what
0: there probably isn't any work in terms of making the game he could possibly be doing just a bug. week before it comes yeah, out Yeah, just like. bug fixing and, <laughs> and shit and crying you you know, and crying. suffering <laughs> probably at that point more like release related yeah, stuff true true um, um well anyway um i think that's all i have to say about uh bloodborne psx anything else from you or we shall we tell the people uh, about next week? No, I yeah I think I'm ready to to move to to the next one. So the game Great. we will be playing next week. We're going to be doing the next episode of our Edge Guard seminar series, where we take a uh, special topic in the world of uh, indie gaming or um, or gaming at large, and kind of drill into multiple examples of it and sort of talk about uh, the trend. So what we are going to be doing is we're going to be playing several of the many um, <laughs> clones and spin-offs of uh, Wordle. So if you've been on Twitter at all, it's impossible for you to have missed uh, people posting their results from this daily word game called Wordle. But now um, the latest thing in the uh, the world of itch and people's personal websites <laughs> is to... Um, make weird spin-offs of Wordle. So remixes, Wordle, maybe remixes Wordle based on math, Wordle where the rules are changed, Wordle where there's an adversarial uh, AI behind the scenes trying to make it harder for you. Um, Wordle where there's just four Wordles. Yes, these and others will be uh games we talk about uh next time as well as just sort of the each, the, appe- with each the appeal of day. the format cuz I think it's um you know, it's also just like kind of crazy the virality of wordle and um wordle likes is it gonna be right. a genre if we call it a wordle less i mean Wordle-like? it basically is i mean i i pitched this concept to you like two weeks ago and since then i feel like the number of wordle cl- it's just like every week there are two or three more that someone like first there was do wordle which was two wordles and now there's quartle which is four wordles and it's just like and it just wordle, keeps going. which is geography the yeah, world is fun. stupid i'm sorry but anyway <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny because i mean i mean i'll have more to say about it but it is just totally like it has the life of a meme but for yeah, about for game design <laughs> right, so right. um so yeah i think it'll be uh, fun to talk about so that's what we'll be talking about uh, next time so if you want to listen to that episode and get an update when it comes out uh and links to many different wordle clones <laughs> um, we will probably only post the ones we talk to or our favorites because there's already dozens of them but um if you would like that uh, you should follow us on twitter at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, that's where we tweet out all the updates for the podcast new episodes announcements uh, links to the game we play and contact information for the creators who make them uh so um we'd love to uh hear from you there give us a follow um send us a message if you uh, have thoughts about any of the games you played or recommendations for a game uh, you've played that you think would be a good fit for the podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, Wordle Clones next time, and we will talk to you then.